So we send our regards to all the saints that are going to be listening to this in their homes tonight. So we are continuing with the thought we shared on last Wednesday. And I'm asking you to turn to the book of 1 Corinthians. Usually when we stream on the Zoom, we, we don't go more than one hour. So I just trust that uh, today we'll be able to conclude this thought. On Agapao and versus Philo love. So, we read First Corinthians chapter 13. We'll just go back to that. Amen. So, I'll read in English because of time. <laughs> From verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and, and though I have all faith so that I, I could remove mountains and have not love, love is charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. And is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseeming, unseemly, seeketh not our own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. I'd like the brother to read from verses 4 to verses 8. Okuagala kugumikiriza kuline chisa okuagala tekuba nabuja okuagala tekwekulumbaza tekwegulumiza tekukola bitasana tekunonya byako tekunyiga tekusibabu bi kumuyo tekusanyukira bitali byabutu kirivu na yikusanyukira wa namazima kugumikiriza byonna Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Let's pray. Father Lord, we ask that you come and make yourself known to us. Um, open this word to us, Lord. Anoint us. We are nothing without you, Lord. We just need you to come. Overwhelm us by the revelation and inspiration of your word which will be a blessing to your people today. the different needs, Lord. Here in the fellowship 
the believers that are streaming on Zoom, others that will hear this word. May you meet each need, I pray. I just take myself out of the way now that you will use me, Lord, as you will. In Jesus' name. Amen. So this evening, saints, we want to talk about Agapao versus Philo love. Now I understand that the word, of, the, the word love is used many times. And uh, uh, we, we really use it a lot. But oftentimes, the word love has been misunderstood. And it has been only placed on feelings. And imagine if you see something, you say, oh, I love it. What about if you could not see? Would you love it still? Well, you say, yeah, I would love it because I would touch it. So then, uh, then what about if you could not touch or you don't have the sense of feeling in your hand? Then how would you love it? So where I would smell it. Mm, it smells nice. I love it. What about if you could not smell? How well would you love it? Well, you would say, I will hear the voice. So, mm, I love that sound. How about if you could not hear? So then you realize that love, true love, is not bound to the five senses. True love is well over and beyond the five senses. And many times, people, when they talk about love, they talk about it in connection to the five senses. You know, and that's where usually the problem comes from. Then we... We've, we devalue love and are not able to truly understand the true meaning of love. And yet, we need love to be a part of our lives to be able to be really, really genuine. Without love, we cannot be genuine. In marriage, you need love. In family, you need love. In the community, you need love. In the school, in the associations of your life, we need love. But as we saw in the first service, and I'm not going to repeat it, if you missed it, please go and, and, and listen to it. We, we, we were able to talk extensively about filial love. And we found that many of these things that is really filial love, many people think it is the real love. But yet here we see in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he explains and expounds what love is. He explains it really in, in terms and in, in the language that we can be able to understand. For instance, he says, Love suffereth long. Love is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. Love is not puffed up. 
It does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity. But rejoiceth in the truth. Oh my, that is a, a very big thing right there. Ra love rejoices in the truth. What is truth? He says thy word is truth. His word is truth. Love beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopes all things. Endureth all things. Love is really over and beyond many, many things that we think. And then he says love never fails. Love never fails. Many things will fail. He says if there are big gifts. Gifts like for instance prophecies. They shall fail. Tongues shall fail. You know knowledge shall fail. All these things shall vanish away. But love cannot fail. What is it that cannot fail? So in other words here he is trying to say. That love has no expiry date. Love does not expire. And yet let me ask you a question. What is the main thing? In a marriage relationship. Is it not love? Amen. Love is the main thing. But yet it says love does not expire. So why then do we see divorce? Why do we see two people loving each other? So crazy about each other. And then after a while they want to separate. And then friends, two great friends, after a while they want to separate. Because what they had was another form of love. It was not the real genuine love. And we found that there are two different kinds of love. Human love, and uh, which is philo love. And agapao love, which is the uh, divine love. That's a higher love. That's a, a bigger, higher level love. And so we found that Philo uh, love will fail many times. And, and you know, we read a scripture in the book of Isaiah. Where, he, where the, the Lord asks whether a woman can forget a heart-sucking child. Or, or, or whether she can forget a child from her womb. And that she would not have compassion over that child. And then you know, you may almost say, no, it is not possible. Mothers truly love their children. But also many times mothers have forgotten and forsaken their children. Now, the love of a mother to the child is human love. But that love too fails. And, and the love a, a woman usually has with, with a husband 
And verse verse is Philolab. And that too fails. The love between people who like each other. And make covenants with one another. Even between countries. Between nations. Between people. Uh, you know, these all fail. They have an expiry date. It, it is best under circumstances. We found out also that the love that Jesus had, uh, rather Peter had for Jesus, it seemed to be a real huge big love. But that too failed. It reached a place where it expired. Peter even spoke to Jesus and said, when all others forsake you, I will never forsake you. I will be by your side. I will follow you until death. But before death could come, Peter had already forsaken Jesus. And then you would still really know that Peter had love. And Peter was genuinely in love with Jesus. But he was genuinely in love humanly. And that too fails. And I also showed you that the Bible says that cast be a man that trusts in another man. And that our trust shall be in the Lord. But the problem of it is we trust in people. And many times we say, why did you disappoint me when I trusted you? If you trusted man, let me assure you, that man will forsake you. At one point, that man will fail you. Because his love for you and vice versa has an expiry date. But there is a love that has no expiry date. That is divine love. That's
chose you in him before the foundation of the world and you were manifested here and you believed him because you were attracted to his love. Not because you loved him so much that he decided to love you. No, you didn't even love him. You were even running away like Adam and Eve were running away. But because God loved them, he came down and said, Adam, Adam, where are you? In other words, I'm here. Love. Mercy. I am not going to let you die. I am not going to let you fall away because I love you so you are bound in my arms. That's why he said, All the fathers given me will come. They are all inscribed in the palm of my hand. None of them will be lost. And I'm here because of his love. You are here because of his love. Not because of your actions. And you leave the bad actions because of his love. Praise the name of the Lord. And so he found out that then love regresses. Regresses. And they find out that the perfect love is divine love which is the love of God. And then from there we find another level which is called filial love. And we read that from the message he must be born again. And then from there we find let, let me just read that portion for you because that, that's what we ended with. After that comes Phileola. From Agapa to Phileola. That's the love that you, you have for your wife. If some man would insult her, you would shoot his brains out because it creates a jealousy. But that is Phileola. That is secondary love. Then comes last for another man's wife. You see now from Agapa love it regresses to Philo it regresses now to last. You find someone saying I love you but to someone else's wife. Is that truly love? That's not even Philo love. That is last. Praise God. You are saying love, I love you to a woman that you are never going to marry. That is last. And then after last, then comes filth. Right? Then it just becomes perverted after that. Agapa love, filo love, last, filth, perversion. That's how the devil brings down and, you know, regresses last. And then he says, Philo love would make you shoot a man for insulting your wife. But Agapao love would make you pray for his lost soul. That is the difference. So you must be born again. Now listen. Now when the Bible says, husbands love your wife. 
Is that amen? Husbands love your wife. What kind of love is he talking about there? Husbands love your wife. Is he talking about lust? Answer me. Is he talking about filth? Is he talking about perversion? Is he talking about filial love? He is talking about what? Agapaula. Many times we want to say, well, well, but the Banam says a woman, a man has for, for his wife filial love. So then that means that uh, between a mar marriage should be on the basis of filial love. If you understand it that way, then you've not understood anything. That is only the beginning. Philo love will make you attract, get attracted to her. But agapa love will take you in another realm, which is a supernatural realm, whereby you do not see how she looks, what she has, what she has done, what she has not done. Whereby you will go into another realm, where it is supernatural, naturally supernatural. It says, let's continue with the verse, husbands love your wives, even as Christ loved the child. When Christ loved the child, he did not love us with filial love. He loved us with love. And then he continues on. Even as Christ loved the child, and he gave himself for it. He was willing to die. He was willing to sacrifice himself. He was willing to do everything and anything for the sake of the lover that he had. Now you might say, well yeah, a man can love a woman with filial love that he will do anything and everything. But you know what? The moment that man finds that woman cheating, he will not even think twice. He will say enough is enough. Enough is enough. We are going to have this no more. Why? Because the only connection that they have is Philola. But if their connection is Agapaula, it never fails. Agapaula never fails. When Jesus came down, he found us flirting with sin. He found us living immoral. He didn't say enough is enough. But he said I love you still. I want to save you. I want to redeem you. Even now he's speaking to you. No matter what kind of life you think you have. No matter how bad you think you are. He still says I love you. I love you. I still love you. I love you. I will love you. I will continue to love you. And because I love you. I want to save you. And that's why I died for you on the cross. Conditionless. No condition. Absolutely no condition. That God should love a sinner such as that. Praise the name of the Lord. And then we continue on with Agapa love then. So today for a few more moments, I want us to now look at Agapa love. 
Now, first John chapter 4 verse 7. Behold, let us love one another. For the for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. Is that amen? And know with God. Let us read it again. Let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that, is, that loveth is born of God. Now let me ask you a question. We've seen many people say, I love you. And they're in prostitution. They're in filth. They are in lust. Can we really say that they are born of God also because they said I love you? And they feel love feelings? That's not the kind of love he's talking about. He's talking about another kind of love. He's talking about Everyone that has agape is born of God. He's born again. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you have Agapola, it means you are filled with the Holy Ghost. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Tell your neighbor, God is love. God is love. God is love. And this is a seal that message believers have had. Loving one another. Loving one another. Hallelujah. You must love one another. When you find someone with bitterness, vaunting themselves. You know, you know, wanting, seeking for something, you know, for themselves. You know, when you find, it means that person has no Holy Spirit. It means that person has no love. You know, when, when, when they do something to them, they walk away from the church. When something happens, they will call you all sorts of names. And then at first you thought they were believers. But now, they remove their true colors. Let me tell you, if you're a true believer, filled with the Holy Ghost, you will have love to an extent. If you are wrong, Amen. You will still have love for the people that have wronged you. You will still pray for them. You will still love them. And you will still want them to go to heaven. But then you will find believers when someone does something to them, they will immediately send those people to hell. That one will never go in the rapture. That one is not a believer. That one is not whatever. It shows that you are filled with bitterness yourself. And the love of God is not even in you. It means you are also not going to heaven. But if you have the love of God, no matter what anyone does, no matter what anyone says against you, you will still love them. You will still call them brother. You will still call them sister. And they will think you are a fool. But you can't help it because you have the love of God in your soul. You know no bitterness. Hallelujah. 
You don't know revenge. To a son of God who is filled with the Holy Ghost. We don't know any revenge. All we know is love. Help me shout love. All we know is love. We should love one another. Oh, I don't love that brother. They did this and this and I will never forget it. You don't have the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you will forget what somebody they did to you immediately as soon as they do it. Forgetting means forgiving. In your, in your mind you know they did it. But you don't hold them against. You forgive them. And you love them anyhow. If you feel it is impossible it means you don't have the Holy Spirit yet. And you should ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. When he fills you with the Holy Ghost you will soon realize it is possible. In the message that the works that I do bear witness of me. When God wants sign, signs his name across something like that. Signs your name or the name of Christ and on a notary takes the seal and puts on there. He, he signs the name and then a notary. And the seal that puts on there presses that thing down. Rather, it is there to stay. What I mean, you know what I'm speaking of. Now, listen, usually when you write, they write a letter, and then it is signed, then you can take it to the notary public. Post office. No, they call them not, not notary publics. Those people, they, they are legal. They are the legal representative of the government. That prove that this letter and the, the person who has signed is all authentic. So they will notarize it with a seal. And they put a seal from the notary public. Now he's saying when Jesus Christ signs on a letter and then a seal is put that thing is there to stay. Now, your life, when it is signed by Jesus, when it is accepted by Jesus, what does he do? He puts a seal. He notarizes you that you are authentic. Hallelujah. By filling you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he says, now I'm preaching it. I'm not preaching eternal security. Either. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I am, it's just no easy thing to rub away from the Holy Ghost when God once seals that love into your heart. When God seals that love into your heart, did you hear what I just read to you? What does it seal you with? It seals you with love. He notarizes that in there. The moment that comes in your heart is a bond of perfection. Because 
it is not easy to rub that thing away. Once it happens to you, you are sealed until the day of the rapture. You can never go to hell. You can never be destroyed. Because you have the life of God in you. God, don't you want it, friends? God, to fill you with the power. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. You cannot rub it away. Sin cannot rub it away. Your thoughts cannot rub it away. The devil cannot rub it away. It will remain there. Sealed. Until the day of your redemption. The thing becomes so dead. The things of the world, if you got the real genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you still have lust for that, lust for money, lust for women, lust for pleasure, lust for the world, lust for, you know, immoral things. Brother, all you need is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The day you get it is the day of your victory. You will still be tempted but you will have a power a power sealed with thee sealed with thee whereby the devil cannot rub it away hallelujah hallelujah amen that is the power that overcomes the world and he said it is love in your heart Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. And in the, in the questions and answers 1964, there's a question here that was asked to Brother Branham. Dear Brother Branham, do you believe that signs should follow all who have the Holy Spirit? You know, some people say, well, we don't need signs. We only need the word. But listen to what our prophet said. Jesus said so. Mark 16. Hallelujah. He said, if so, the question goes, what about the people who believe the message with all that is in them? Yet they have not the signs. Are they unbelievers? Or do they need the Holy Spirit? If so, Please, instruct us today how to receive the Holy Ghost. We believe you are God's mouthpiece for our day. And here is the answer by Brother Banner. So thank you, my brother, for regarding me as your brother. And I think that that's a very good question. Friends, yes, it is a little slack. I would like to deal a little bit longer on that if I could. It is slack. It is slack. It is slack. Slack is like sleeping. It's like sluggish. It is like on that area, it's slack. I want to Some. 
of you when you cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost without having an experience when it happens. Now, if you believe every speck of the word, you say you believe every word, every speck of it. Then, the word is laying in there. Are you hearing me? You believe all the words. You believe every word. So the word, as, as long as you believe it, it is laying in there. In your heart. Listen. Waiting. Everybody say waiting. For the Holy Spirit. To put it to work. Meaning if you don't have the Holy Spirit. You are a dead believer. You are a dead believer. You are a believer of the word but dead in your life. You, how will you know? You will not have love. Love is one of the fruits. We will see it later. How will you know? Because the fruits will not come out. You will bear nothing. You will be unfruitful. Amen. The, the gifts will not manifest. The fruits will be dry. If the tree does not bear fruit. And the tree does not, you know, have flowers. No fruit, no flowers. Only leaves showing it has it has life. But it, it shows no further life of the real tree by bringing the fruits. How is that tree? That tree is barren. That tree is dead. And Jesus one time he found it. And he cast it. He said, how can I not find a fruit? He cast it. He said, no one will ever eat of you. So he says, if you believe the word, the word is laying in there, waiting for the Holy Spirit to put it to work. Amen. But it takes the lighting of the candle. It takes an experience. Amen. Praise God. That life will be there. Of the word. The word is a power. The word is a seed. But the seed cannot come to life without the water without the sun without an experience but wait when that seed receives the sunlight and receives the water the seed will have a jubilee Amen. The seed will have an experience the seed will begin to go to work in that seed is many other fruits. In that seed is many other plants. But that seed will die 
and it will never come back up again. Until life comes on down. Until water comes on down. Until the power comes on down. And we have received the word. You have believed the word. But you need the Holy Ghost to come upon that word and watch life begin to come out. You who was not able to sing a special song, you will eventually begin singing. You who was coming late to church, you will eventually be on fire for God. You who could not run away from immoral things, you will eventually be dead to those immoral things. You that was a liar, your tongue cannot lie again. Why? Because the seed the word in you is now going to work. I'm continuing here. It takes the lighting of the candle. Here is the candle with a wick in it. And with the, the tallow and everything it has to have that candle in that candle. But until the fire comes on in. It will not shine any light. Somebody say, Lord, send a fire now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Until the fire comes on that week, it will not shine any light. Are you following me now? No matter how perfect the candle is and how perfect it will burn and everything, it has got to be lit and then it burns and when you believe and are made up of the instructions of what the Holy Spirit is what is that hallelujah love he says love he says what you are made up of the instructions for what the Holy Spirit is what is it what is the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, the fruits that it bears out until the Holy Spirit with a fiery experience comes down and lights that candle then you haven't received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit must come down with an experience. With a sluggish experience. With a dozing experience. With a very silent experience. Silent experience. Right? Are you following me? With a what? Fiery experience. The, the moment you receive that fire experience, you cannot say, I did not know that I received it. You will know. It will be like fire. It will burn up in your soul. Burn up in your life. You will be bubbling with joy. You will be bubbling with peace. 
love. You feel like you love everybody. You feel like you're so joyful. You feel like you're so happy. You feel like you're a millionaire. Because you have received God in your soul. Oh God. Amen. I'm filled you with the power of the Holy Ghost. My God. You've got to have the experience. To have the Holy Ghost. Mm. That experience comes to those that desire it. Amen. You cannot have love without that experience. What you have can be filial or last. But you can never have agape without the experience. Because love is a fruit of the spirit. Love is the fruit of the spirit. Joy is a fruit. Your suffering is a fruit. Hey. Peace is the fruit. Whether you have money or not, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have peace, you have joy, you have love. Joy and speak about the full of joy. How do you know you have joy? Amen, you will be so happy. When we are singing, Amen, you will be so happy. You feel the song coming from your soul. Amen, when the word comes, you will, be, you will receive it so much joy. Hallelujah. But if you don't have it, you will be so dark, so cold. Why? So heavy. Because you are not you have not had the experience yet. Friends, get the experience. Get the experience. And then you will know the love of God. In the message, a trumpet gives an uncertain sound. Praise God. Let me now veer off a few here. Amen. Amen. And a woman that's going to marry a man and she's not certain of that man, she would better leave him alone. And any man that's going to marry a woman and not certain, you better leave her alone. You'd better pray through on it until God gives you the answer. Until God gives you the answer. And then, when God joins together, let no man put a son that what God joins but we must first pray through on that. Who joins? Not the preacher. Who joins? God joins. Hmm. Now listen church. He says here. You must pray through. If you are going to marry someone and you are not sure. Leave them alone. Pray through. Until. God gives an answer. Why? Because. God knows. Amen. There is no trust and confidence in your filial life. That one will disappoint you. Did you know you cannot even trust yourself? I can't even trust myself. Sometimes the things I think and do, I surprise myself. Why? Because I'm a human being. But listen, 
listen when I receive that agape in my soul then I begin to hear from God because I have the life of God in me amen and God is leading me God is telling me what to do God is driving me so I will pray until I'm sure about anything and when I'm sure I will go and do it I remember when I was going to marry my wife I reached a place when I felt I wasn't sure I passed up my bags I packed up my bags and went to the village for a few days there praying and waiting for God to speak and God did speak and confirm it to me and I have an experience marriage should be an experience it shouldn't be something arranged marriage is not arranged by parents marriage is not arranged by pastors marriage is not arranged by your feelings marriage is arranged by God and how do you know that he will deal with you and deal with her and it will all be lining towards one thing you pray through why do you pray because you can't trust your fellow you can only trust the agapola Amina. In the message, the choosing of a bride. Brother Branham says that if we would study what we are doing when we are going to get married, when we choose our wife, our husband, if you would study it over, a man should pray honestly for he could ruin his entire life. There is a why it is difficult for young people to find wives and husbands is because they are not filled with the Holy Spirit they don't have an experience with God they are trying to find them using phileola Oh, she has beautiful eyes. Oh, oh, she, oh my God, look at how she looks. Look, look, look. And then eventually, no, I'm not sure now. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, 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 what did she do? No, I cannot. I cannot. If it is a gap that and you find out they have HIV, you can turn away. Agapa will lead you to them. Agapa will never fail. When you marry that person, if it is Agapa that connected you, you'll live together for forever until you die. We won't even talk about divorce. Why? Agapa will never fail. Why do young people fear to marry? They say women are not easy. Men's, women are saying men are not easy because they are all trusting in filial but Agapa will never fail. That's why a man must pray honestly. But you should not even pray for a woman to marry or a man to marry before you receive the Holy Spirit. Find an experience with God first. Get on the altar first. It's only and only then. 
if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, that you can have agape power. Before you get the Holy Spirit, what you have is only filling. And I can tell you it will fail. It's only a matter of time. But, but love. Agapaola. Never fails. Praise God. I'm continuing. Remember. The vow is until death. And he would ruin his life by making the wrong choice. But if he knows what. He may, is making the wrong choice. And he's marrying a woman that isn't fit to be his wife. And he does it anyhow. Then it is his fault. If the woman takes a husband and knows that he is not fit to be a husband to you, then you, that's your own fault. And after you know what is right and wrong, so you shouldn't do it until you have, you've thoroughly prayed. Through. Praise God. Praise God. Because of time, I'll just continue down here now. The stage of a perfect man. I might say something here. The reason I believe now someone got me all wrong. Here, not long ago, I got a letter from a ministry association that said that I believed that uh, we were soulmated and we must leave our companions if we are not soulmated to, them. to marry one another that, that, that we were soulmated to. I said I'm not guilty of a heresy like that. I've always been against that. I don't believe in that. That you are soulmated to someone. No, that's not true. If there are people who are believing it here, I want to tell you that's not true. That it is you are compatible only to this one. No, that's not true. He says, certainly not. I don't believe in that. I believe that God gives us a mat. Somebody tell somebody, God gives us a man. God, hallelujah. hallelujah. God gives you a man. Like brother Andrew, God is giving you a man. God, is, God gave you sister Phoebe. Who is she? She's from God. She was just right close to you and you didn't even know her. But you remember I told you brother go in prayer. Pray. Ask God. And then guess what God gave you a God gives you a man. That's true. And when we become part of each other. And then we become part of each other. After God brings her. Then you become part of each other. But remember God gives. You don't choose with your fellows. Oh, I feel. Oh, oh, oh. No. 
It's not Phileo. It's Agapa. If you choose someone using Agapa, oh, oh, it's oh, not oh, your choice. Oh, it's Agapa's choice. And that one cannot fail. And before a man gets married, he should think these things over and study it. A young man asked me the other day, he said, You think I could ought to get married, Brother Branham, to such and such a girl? Can I marry sister this one? I said, how much do you think of her? Now, this quote has been misrepresented many times. And I wanted to hear Claude. And I said, how much do you think of her? She said, oh, ma. I just love her. And I said, well, if you are not going to live without her, you better marry her then. But, if you can live without her, you better not. Here is someone coming to a prophet of God. He says, look, I love this person. I love her. I love her. But I'm saying, so you want me to tell you whether you should marry her or not? He says, if you can't live without her, then marry her. There is something I want you to see. Did you know we can live without anyone? But we can't live without Jesus. We can't live without God. We can't live without Agapola. We can't live without and if he is, Brother Branham is only trying to say, if you love her with Agapola, then love Mariha. But if it's just a feeling like I see you, then you better not. So, but it's going to kill you. You better, you better go ahead and get married. If it's going to kill you, the only thing that would kill me is if you take Jesus out of me. But if you take anything and everything and give me Jesus, then I will be alive. And Jesus is Agapala. That's a fruit that shows he's in my soul. But the banner was not saying, <laughs> if you feel you are like, <laughs> you are flying, then marry her. No! We've seen them like that. And then they change their mind. Even on the day, just before the day to the wedding. And others married one year. And like, I no longer love her. But you, you said you can't live without her. Oh, I can now live. What, what was wrong at first? I, I, I do not see properly. It was a feeling. It was just feelings. In your emotions. But it wasn't a choice of God. Through Agapaola. And so, what I was trying to get to him, what Brother Barnum is saying, what I was trying to get to the younger man, is that 
if you love her so much. He, he was trying to tell, but Abraham is saying he was trying to bring to the younger man to make him understand if you love her so much. Then marry her. But again I ask which love? The love which does not fail. Now right now before you are married and everything is just fine and dandy. You are seeing her beauty. You are seeing his his good looks. And um, then now but after you get married the toils of life trials that's when you've got to be so in love that you understand one another. When you are disappointed in her, she's she disappointed in you. You still, you still understand one another. If you, you are if you disappoint one another, you still understand and love one another. What is it? It is not your natural love. It's not human love. It takes agapola to love beyond mistakes. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Not Philola. Amen. Praise Even when she does this or he does this, you understand. That's the way it is with Christ. We've got to be so in love with him till when we ask for something and he doesn't give it to us. That doesn't shake us a bit. Hallelujah. Don't love Jesus with fellow love. Love him with his own love. Whether he loves you or rather whether he doesn't give you what you want or whether you say whether Oh, if you, it makes you happy to take me to hell. I will love you anyhow. Whether it makes you happy to make me poor, I will love you anyhow. Now that is agapaula. Conditionless love. But this kind of love of give me, I give you. See me, I see you. <laughs> it fails soon. Whether he, whether he doesn't give it, we still love him. Why? And the only way you can do that. Hey. The only way you can do that is to become partakers of his divine nature. By receiving the Holy Ghost. Then you will understand. The reason he cannot give it to you. <laughs> Takers of his divine nature. That is why. To those that have this nature. He tells them. Ask whatever 
you want. Why? Because he knows you are not going to ask for peace now. You are not going to ask for fornication. But he knows you are going to ask for what is in him. Your nature is his nature. Your life is his life. And you are him. Colossians 3.14 as we finish. And above all these things. Put on love. Which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God. Rule in your heart. To be which also ye are called. To the which ye also ye are called. In one body. And be ye thankful. Now that's why he says under no circumstances. Today, believe a no, I love her. With what kind of love? Oh, uh, I fear you. What kind of love? To the extent you marry her. Love? God bless you. May stand When you get these things, you will realize many things are not as difficult as you think it is. He, yes, this evening, bless the listeners today. And my prayer, Lord, is that you will give each of them an experience. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. And give them an experience that they will have Love in their soul, the which they will use to overcome the world. Grant it, Lord. That's what we all need. Mold us, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.